jinkies. Oh, what's that gross book made out of skin? It's not a book. It's a tome made out of skin. Ew. What's it say? Behold the collected apocrypha of Stacy Ponder, the writer for Final Girl. And Anthony Hudson, the programmer for Queer Horror. And together they are... Oh my god! Don't read it out loud! Don't read it out loud! of Darkness! Hello. Hello. You know, today, we're not recording on the day that we usually record. Oh. And so I am completely off my game. This is going to affect, this is going to have ripple effects for the rest of my life. So, however, uh, I think today is a more fortuitous recording day. Oh, yes. Day. And I think this is the cosmos aligning for us to be recording today. Because what is today, Anthony? Today is Mama Moo's eighth anniversary. <gasps> what? By God? Really? Yeah. They grow up so fast. Years of momicity? <laughs> I would like to thank our listeners for being so patient with this Mama Moo obsession. Oh, man. Some of them have uh, listened to some songs and find them enjoyable. Every time when we, you know, uh, I marked the occasion of your birthday on the internet and told everybody, hey, wish Stacey a happy birthday. And all of you listeners did a great job doing that. And I saw a couple messages that said, I'm gonna, I'm gonna Google Mama Moo, or I'm gonna listen to Mama Moo today in your honor. Thank you. And I said, I know that's, that's the only gift Stacey's ever wanted. (laughs) That's right. I mean, it's a gift for everybody, making everybody's lives better. Everybody wins. The queens get more money, uh, more people, the, the, the gospel of Mama Moo continues to spread even further. That's right. So, I mean, there's no telling how many people got fed up with it and left our show completely, (laughs) quietly. (laughs) We can only have five listeners left. I don't know, because everybody else is like, what the fuck is this? (laughs) What is wrong with you people? Thank God we don't track any of our metrics. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right? So anyway, so yeah, that's, uh, that's today. That's very exciting. That's how wonderful it really. Well, then I do feel pride on this pride season. So, okay, here's here's my one upfront business. Besides that, Mama Moo is always upfront business. Always. Actually, I shouldn't even bring this up because I don't want you or anyone else to indulge me. You really shouldn't be telling me, so I'm very excited. Well, it's uh, it. We all knew this would happen eventually, and it finally did. It finally happened. That earlier this week, I found myself saying, I want to watch The Green Inferno again. (laughs) Did you? No, I haven't. I have not. And that's why I say I shouldn't even be saying this because I don't want you to push me into it. We knew that when we did our episode, I said it would happen. And here, I don't know how many months ago that was, but the time is now that I had those feelings. The little imp, the little imp pops up and it's like, (laughs) Mm -hmm. it starts poking you with its little Eli Roth stick. (sighs) Yeah, I know. I regret it too. (laughs) And then the the little imp says, Stacy, do you remember Lorenza Izzo? And I say uh, very clearly, I do. But what else? There's no other reason I would want to rewatch that movie. This is Stacy. Do you remember the 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 D list pop star that's in the beginning of the film? No, See, I can't no. Even remember their name. <laughs> oh, oh, I know who you're talking about. The, bl- yeah, the yeah, blonde yeah. friend. Yeah, 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 yeah. Doesn't she say like that's gay or something too? Yeah, yeah. She, she <laughs> yeah. kind of has a she kind of has a Kelly Rowland moment. It's, it's an Eli Rothism. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. I remember, I mean, here's what I remember. Diarrhea. <laughs> Cannibalism. Cannibalism. Weed smoke. Lorenza Izzo. One of those things makes me want to rewatch that movie. Remember when everyone, when they they put weed, they don't 
they don't turn the weed into a butter, cook it into a butter to activate the THC. They just put weed in like they shove it in the gullet of the guy that's gonna get cooked, and then all of the the wacky cannibal natives eat it, and then they're all like laughing and stoned and eating and sleeping, and it's somehow. <laughs> everything wrong with filmmaking that could ever happen (laughs) yeah see no this is good maybe it is good that i brought this up because you bring these things up and i say oh yeah i don't want to sit through that again oh see because i say that and then i'm like i do want to watch this (laughs) no i'm just like i could really go for another lorenzo's a horror movie even if i've already seen it love her was this at all accompanied by other cannibal feelings for you? Or just specifically Green Inferno due to Lorenzo Izzo? Specifically Green Inferno. Okay. No, I haven't really had any cannibal feelings lately. I do love when those flare up in you. <laughs> yeah. It's tough because I get grossed out and so many of the ones that would be considered classics, I would. I can't do the animal stuff and the rape stuff. I'm not interested in that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, when the majority of them are both 70s and Italian. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to get all the worst things known to humankind in the film. Yeah. And so something that's, like, a little smarter or a little more highbrow, like, we are what we are, whatever, that, while it is about cannibalism, it does not satisfy the cannibalism needs yeah. and urges. So what can I do? Yeah. It'll pass. This feeling will pass. Yeah. And then, you know, a couple weeks from now, I'll, I'll say, phew, glad I didn't watch The Green Inferno. Or, you know, we'll come back <laughs> on our next episode and you'll say, well. <laughs> I couldn't help myself. <laughs> couldn't help myself. <laughs> That's true. We'll do another episode on it because clearly, as is evident by today's episode, we're into revisiting movies that we've covered previously. Uh, the Initiation of Sarah. Oh! Of all the movies to revisit, you say, why this one? Made for TV movie about a telekinetic teenage girl? Why does this need a second episode, Anthony? That is because we are featured on Arrow Video's new Blu-ray release of The Initiation of Sarah. We have a beautiful special feature on there that I don't know about you, Stacy, but I am very, very proud of. Uh, and it brought me a lot of joy to get to make it with you. And it is called Welcome to Hell Week, A Pledge's Guide to the Initiation of Sarah, where we break down everything we love about this movie for you um, in, in a short amount of time. And it's very, very much very zeroing in on the gayness in the film. It's a great release. The, the movie is cleaned up beautifully, just made as it was never intended to be seen. And, um, and there's so many other great special features from friends and, and other great thinkers and people. So An essay from uh, our friend Alex West over at Hell Faculty yeah. of Horror. Uh, there's a commentary track from Amanda Reyes at Made for TV Mayhem, who you, there's no greater expert on the Made for TV movie, horror movie especially, than Amanda. Um, it's a great little package that it's shocking that a movie like this would get. But that is one of the great things about the Blu-ray age, I yeah. would say. Yeah. I would, this is just that full, beautifully, artfully designed boutique uh, Blu-ray treatment for a made-for-TV movie starring Shelley Winters and Morgan Fairchild. <laughs> <laughs> yeah! It's so great. In our last episode, I remember we, we mostly just like uh, talked about Shelley Winters and then, and then we we addressed like how sad and gay Mouse was, and that was kind of our the the as far as we went in addressing the gayness of this film. But my God, I I mean I watched it again to prepare for this episode. I've seen this movie so many times now. So many times. And it honestly gets gayer every time I watch it. This movie is so fucking gay. It's insane. Do you like? I know that we do this, Stacy. <laughs> but when you watch this, are you with like are you in the same kind of are you in the same brain space as I am now when I watch this where I'm like every character in this film is gay? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm really zeroed in on Mouse and Sarah. Yes. And I think maybe in our initial episode it was like to me it felt like a one-sided thing. Now it's blatantly both sides completely 
to the point where when I was watching it for this episode, I thought to myself, I would love to ask those actresses about it if this was intentional or not, like if they had any intent because sometimes actors have no idea like i remember going to a panel one of the greatest days of my life going to a panel for faster pussycat kill kill oh was tara satana there tara satana and haji were both there oh my and god so i think maybe it was me i'll have to <laughs> actually i i was like so the gay shit and Haji had no idea that the characters were like. <gasps> After all this time? After all this, she was like, it's a surprise to me. Like, I think she may have. It was like after the fact that she was like, oh, I wow. had no idea at the time. Well, and there's the things that, you know, there is the usening where the, there's the things that a, there's the things that a queer viewer brings in how we understand body language or, you know, the lines that are said or what is not said. We bring, we inform that empty vessel with our own information. I can, I can, you can put a loaf of bread in front of me and by the end of the night, I'll be like, this loaf of bread is a lesbian. She's gay. She's gay. She's gay. Look at it clearly. Look at those crusts. (laughs) This finger is longer than the other one. (laughs) Exactly. Did you look at the length of the slices? (laughs) But like... Tease a pharaoh, there is no way I just would be shocked if this wasn't part of the character work that she undertook in bringing Mouse to life. Because there is, and I would think, I would think that Kay Lynn's is Sarah as well, but especially Tease, there, there, there is a infatuation, a desperation, a hopefulness, a longing... That is so present in every choice when this character speaks that it is just undeniable. That I'd look at, remember what we said in our last episode, and I said, God, you fucking idiot. <laughs> By the time we had to make <laughs> yeah. our, or we got to make our feature for this Blu ray, it was just absolutely shocking to me how in front of my face it was. Well, there's a lot of uh, trademark Colin Drucker. Uh, micro moments mm-hmm. that I didn't pick up on watching it just for the show or like just watching it as a movie or whatever, but really zeroing in on it for our special feature. It's like, okay, when Mouse is, oh, what is this about? Uh, oh, right. <laughs> tell us, Sarah and her uh, adopted sister, well, Patty and her adopted sister, Sarah, are heading off to college. Um, they're super great sister pals <laughs> and <laughs> <laughs> that's their superhero team name yeah i mean we'll get into details as we go but like uh they go off to college they end up in different sororities sarah has telekinesis her sorority house mother is shelly winters and she wants to eh, she has satanic plans and she's question gonna... mark <laughs> yep question mark she's gonna, <laughs> she's gonna use sarah and her telekinetic powers to help enact these plans there's a ritual sarah's like no we can't do this and she sets the scale model hedge maze on fire and she dies the end. in in place of sacrificing her girlfriend mouse who is supposed mm-hmm. to be the human sacrifice to help activate the ritual to to restore the sorority to its salad taste <laughs> or whatever the plan is yeah, so there are all of these micro moments that I didn't pick up on the first... Like, I picked up on the vibe the first time. I mentioned it in my review. But just how big that vibe is. It's like, yeah, Mouse is playing her violin for Sarah. Sarah is watching her and, like, biting her lip. The That shot, Kaylin's. we all know what happens when you bite a lip. I mean, it's a loaded gesture. You bite a lip for one reason... And one reason only. Horniness! Yeah, you're down to fuck, okay? And that's why, this is why, I'm gonna take it back to Star Wars. Those cowards at Disney. We, I know, Stacy, you haven't seen the... Oh, I know what you're talking about. The new ones, but you know Oscar Isaac. Yep, I know exactly what you're talking about. It, Oscar Isaac is a brilliant actor and a beautiful man. <laughs> 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 and Oscar Isaac said he made the conscious choice to play that character as gay and in love with Finn. So Finn and Poe were gay 
until the last movie came out, and then they expressly gave Finn a girlfriend, or Poe. They gave him both girlfriends. Um, but there's that scene in the first movie when they thought one of them was going to die, and then they're reunited in, after their, the X-Wings land or whatever, and Poe runs up to him, and he looks at him, and he bites his lip, because he wants to fuck. Kaylin's does the exact same thing. And when you're watching another girl play violin and you're biting your lip and you're at college yeah. in the same sorority, yeah. scissor me timbers. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Happy pride. Happy pride, you fucks. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's even, it's like from the, op- like, when Patty and Sarah are making their rounds of the prospective sororities they want to pledge. And they get to Phi Epsilon Delta. And Mouse and Sarah are just, like, staring at each other and smiling. Like, what? It's not even just like a, oh, this is a friendly gesture. It's like, these two are making eyes at each other. Yes. Listen, I picked up on all the gay shit in Suspiria, okay? And then they confirmed it in our episode with (laughs) Luca and Dave. So I know what I'm talking about when it comes to lesbians sublimating their sexuality and giving it out through glances that they can't help. (laughs) Okay, Stacey knows her shit, goddammit! Yes, I know what I'm talking about. And these two are doing it. And, like, when uh, today I went watching it for for this episode, I was like... Man, when Patty and Sarah go to the place where they find out the results of all the sororities they've pledged and find out which sororities accepted them, I'm like, why is Mouse there? Mouse is just right there being like, congratulations! She was there waiting for Sarah to show up to to talk to to her. Yeah, to be like, welcome, sister. Copyright Theo. We're like, sisters. There, when is it when, um, when... Mouse is so good at at uh, gay stalking. The sh- they go into the place to get the to get the index card from the the anxious queen who is in charge of telling people what <laughs> sorority they're in through the index cards, and then and then Mouse is suddenly there. Or when they're going to leave uh, after going to PED, the the Shelley Winter sorority for the first time, and they're checking it out, and it's just, everything's just drab, and people are eating licorice. <laughs> and and then like I mean they they say okay we're leaving and Mouse is immediately like I hope you can come back like <laughs> like yeah right away yeah. and then there's this great moment when they're walking out the door and Sarah turns around and Mouse is just standing directly behind her <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like like it would be a it would be a Blumhouse jump scare in the movie today <laughs> she is directly behind her except it's just a sad lesbian dressed in brown. Yeah, just dressed in brown with her chunky sweaters, just always agreeing with everything Sarah said. I like it too. <laughs> like, yeah, like boy, you really you got that dog's number. Oh yeah, this is a beautiful house. I like it too. Oh, I hope you could be. Oh, oh, I was here to congratulate you. Yeah, you're accepted. I was hoping you would join. <laughs> and then the flip side of that. Oh, you don't want to go to coffee with me. I'm going to go walk in the traffic. <laughs> She, yeah, somebody else asked Sarah for coffee, and then Mouse is like, you want to get a cup of coffee? And she's like, no thanks! <laughs> so Mouse is like, oh, okay. And then she just, like, walks in the traffic, and it's so funny. And gets hit by a car. <laughs> but, so I'm like, <laughs> you know, is this a one-sided thing? I think, first of all, that lip bite says no. But also, like... There's the Paul Yates thing where you could argue that, like, they're trying to have a romance between Sarah and the teaching assistant Paul Yates, who Paul Yates sucks so He sucks. Bad. Like, why is he there? He doesn't need to be in this movie at all. No, he doesn't. Um, but I love that Sarah is constantly basically telling him off when he's like, I think you should do this. And she's like, no, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Well, I think Mrs. Erica Hunter is this. Why would you say that about her? Like, she's just doesn't put up with any of his shit. And I think she's using him for his knowledge of yes. philosophy and the such. No, you know what? I that, But that's the thing is then there's, there is intention on the part of the filmmakers, writer, director, whatever. And then there is what happens and then how we interpret it. But how, why, why is he there? Because he doesn't become a love 
stand. He's not a cipher for for some romantic whatever relationship that she's gonna have. The movie ends with Patty and Mouse, not Patty and Paul Yates reminiscing about Sarah. Exactly. So why is he there if not to be almost a foil or a a a, a different a, kind of a different a counterpoint to Shelley Winters, but like from the patriarchal viewpoint where he is there to to get her on the right path. Shelley Winters is also there to to set Sarah on her path, but in the process Sarah rejects both of them. Because there is the, like, after she says no thanks to the mouse coffee date and mouse wanders into traffic and gets hit by a car, uh, then Paul Yates comes along and is like, do you want to get some coffee? And she's like, oh, okay, I guess. <laughs> and then she says, actually, no, I don't. And she chases after mouse. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and ultimately, Sarah, in the, in the final ritual, this is like, she has little sarah doesn't have i think her psychology as a character she doesn't have a lot of reasons to be around she is sad because she doesn't feel like she fits in with her family right she feels she fits in with ped but also she has this big expectation uh of of mrs hunter and whatever so like sarah's what people tell sarah her worth or how she understands her worth is um, in terms of how Mrs. Hunter presents, like, you are needed for this task. I need you to do this thing. But ultimately, Sarah, even though this is going to be a moment, like, almost like this baptismal moment to embrace her power and to make the thing happen, like, this is her Jesus moment to do the thing that she was born to do, she rejects all of that for Mouse, her girlfriend, who she's in love with, <laughs> and who she bites her lip at, and... Who she listens to the violin music and who she whose room she's next to. It feels completely reciprocated to me. And there's yeah. the whole like, well, there's the party scene, which gives us the the Carrie-esque humiliation sequence where Morgan Fairchild, aka Jennifer Lawrence, has a played a cruel prank on Sarah and then said, Paul Yates wants you to come to this party that we're having for him. Yay. And you're going to get set up on a date with Robert Hayes of Airplane. Ooh, how nice. <laughs> <laughs> and so Mouse helps Sarah get ready and look all nice. And then, you know, mean people throw mud and vegetables at her mm-hmm. instead of dumping pig's blood on her so she can be humiliated in front of everybody. And it's like, well, what was that all about if this is supposed to be gay? Well, she gets to be the belle of the ball, which she's never had a chance to be. Mm-hmm. She looks amazing. Oh, this per- this popular teacher that everybody loves invited me? How exciting. Mm-hmm. And I get to go with the popular boy? Yay. How exciting. Uh, it doesn't make it any less gay. Absolutely. Well, because and the closest she's gotten to come to that fantasy... Because it is a fantasy. The closest she's gotten to come to that, and that the act of, of drag <laughs> the, to take her there, is like when she when she decides she's going to pretty herself up or whatever after hanging out and talking with Patty and getting excited about the sorority idea. And then she sits in front of the mirror. She puts on the face of makeup. She's She looks great. She's so excited. She walks in the room. She overhears the conversation with their evil mother, who's just like... Well, Sarah isn't really PED material. <laughs> I, the mother is the worst. And what a wonderful portrait of like overcoming your benignly toxic, awful mother. You know what yes. I mean? Who on paper is like, uh, I mean, makes Sarah pack the car. And then it's like <laughs> telling Patty what a great time she's going to have. I lose, <laughs> I lose it every time you see Sarah trying to pack that car. Um <laughs> And then walking arm in arm with, with her daughter, saying what a great time she's going to have. And then says, oh, you too, Sarah. Like, she just checks in and says the bare minimum. But it's toxic. It is as toxic as she looks fantastic in whatever the fuck they, <laughs> thing she's yeah. wearing when she waves goodbye to the girls. And then Sarah overhears that. And she overhears Patty saying, like, oh, well, what's wrong with pity? And Sarah, it's out of context. But still, it hurts Sarah. She runs... <laughs> She covers her face in cold cream and telekinetically destroys the mirror and then gives Patty a stink face for the ages and it's so good. Yeah. Uh, but that's the closest she's gotten to come to that. So I think it absolutely follows that then she sees another chance and wants to try it on. She wants to be with her sister. 
too. Yeah. You know yes. what I mean? And this is a way to ingratiate herself into the world that her sister is in. Yeah, her sister that Jennifer Lawrence is keeping her from seeing and mm-hmm. being a part of her, even though they've only been together. And they had a pact to stay together. I love this movie. I love that Patty isn't ever a bad guy. She doesn't leave her sister in the dust. I mean, she does technically if, like, when Jennifer Lawrence is like, no, you can't talk to your sister. Like, yeah, she capitulates. Yeah. But, I mean, she sneaks in conversations with her when she can. Patty does what she can while playing into this system that has, you know, been an expectation that has been placed upon her by her toxic mother. Yeah, her mother that she stands up. It's really sad that Sarah doesn't get to hear the conversation between her and her mother. Uh, because Patty really is standing up for her and trying. Like, Patty is a good person. That's why at the end, do we have hope that maybe Patty and Mouse? <laughs> <laughs> Mouse is going to be waiting right outside Patty's classroom. I can tell you that. Just thought you maybe could walk you home. <laughs> They'll be lezzing out before you know it. Have you heard of Georgia O'Keefe? <laughs> I'm taking this politics class. I think you might really like it. <laughs> <laughs> I love, um, I love Patty. I love, I love, Patty is always glowing with her lily white skin. <laughs> oh yeah. She's practically translucent. Yeah. When they go to PED and, and then it's just like every, Patty is just trying so hard to be as supportive to Sarah as she can be. And Patty is horrified to be in PED. <laughs> Especially after the ANS mixer, which is like, you know, the, the just like a swanky Pan Am, like airport lounge party. Like, and Patty is just horrified, but being so kind. And then everyone is just, everyone is in brown. The entire set is brown. And then it cuts to Patty and she's literally just glowing. Like, <laughs> yeah. Glowing and out of place. And it's beautiful. But I do, I actually love how nice she is to everybody at PED while she's there and clearly it's not to her taste and she's not gonna even consider joining but she's still and maybe it's just her mannered upbringing but she's I don't know I really like Patty I really like her relationship with her sister I love sisters well she's a genuine person I mean that's the difference is like Jennifer Lawrence is a bully their mother is like two-faced and is toxic you could say Patty follows in her mother's footsteps, but it's like, well, she's trying to follow in her mother's footsteps, but she also gains something from her relationship with Sarah, which is understanding what it means to love other people <laughs> and wanting to stand up and do right for them and by them. So, uh, you know, Patty, she's got real possibilities, Patty Goodwin. One thing we couldn't really get into very much in our special feature for the Blu-ray Oh, I'm so excited for this because I know exactly what you're going to say. Shelly Winters. What is happening? <laughs> I, first of all, just let it be said, I appreciate the fact that her wigs are straight from Halloween Town. <laughs> they are a Strictly Strode Collection specials. Yes, yeah, that cursive label is sewn in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, wowsy wow. I love it. She is just doing her own thing. And you rem- you say, this is an Oscar winner. By doing her own thing, do you mean drinking? <laughs> like- <laughs> By I don't even know what. Like, she is just kind of, it's just one of those performances where she is kind of in her own movie. It's transfixing. I have so many questions, but I cannot deny that it is... It is a singular performance <laughs> that is transfixing. I just, the character herself is just like, what is this character even? This is Erica Hunter. They just kind of, sort like, th- there's not enough of her story. We get these big revelations, kind of. Like, okay, so she's studying the witchcraft and all of this stuff, but it's not, none of it is fleshed out enough that gives you an idea of like who is this person like it is implied she almost implies that she is sarah's mother while then implying that she might not be sarah's mother and then imply and then saying but your mom could be dead 
But she just also implies that because she just says she might not be around or whatever. Like, it's <laughs> like, like the woman is a, is the definition of a, an, an enigma. I wish we got a glimpse into one of her classes because she teaches at this college. It's like, like, we're told that she teaches, but does she ever leave her chambers <laughs> at the top of the sorority house? No. Like, when, it, when she's always in her window or hanging over a banister watching other people. So, like, when does she actually go teach? Yeah. Well, where is Mrs. Erica Hunter? Oh, she's lurking. <laughs> she loves to lurk. Big lurker. And yet she teaches magical practices among primitive peoples. Yeah, I just, just for a second, I wish we had gotten a glimpse of one of her classes. Because, could you imagine, like, just watching her have conversations with people, could you imagine a lecture by her? <laughs> like, what would it even be? Your notes would be so fucked up. And, like, cross this out and draw an arrow over here. And, I, <laughs> like, I can't even imagine trying to follow along, you They know? could do magic. Or yeah. they might not do magic. <laughs> unless... They did do magic if they didn't. <laughs> yeah. Because we don't know, like, what she really wants. Like, she wants, for some reason, like, you have to say, who cares? This is your big plot while you studied Satanism and witchcraft? <laughs> is to, like, make the sorority be great? Yeah! Because <laughs> <laughs> what? So her... It, her sorority used to be the talk of the town. Yes, PED wasn't always the pigs, elephants, and dogs. It used to be the she-she sorority on campus. And she was the sweetheart. Yeah. And she was like, there's the nice picture of her in the yearbook, and like, she had, baby, she's got it. Yeah. And then, and then like, and then like, maybe somebody was murdered, and maybe she would sacrifice them in a ritual, maybe. <laughs> And then she disappeared and then came back with the plot, with this plot. <laughs> Which is like, oh, I hope someone with telekinesis comes along. So yeah, why my, do you need some... <laughs> What is her telekinesis going to do? Do you, do you need telekinesis to do witchcraft? Like, does that, it, 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 like, is Sarah supposed to be like a magnifying glass? I th or maybe, like, she's going to somehow take control of Sarah. Oh. through the ceremony and then use her as like a tool but still it's like but even aside from that what is the goal <laughs> it's to make ped not be we're gonna be cool again say you had say you had some like traumatic experience in college after being the bell of a ball and then you're gonna get your revenge or you're gonna like you're gonna you're gonna become your best you're gonna you're going to you're gonna you're gonna become your your highest self. Wouldn't you learn the Satanism and like just use that to get a lot of money? Money or some kind of magic uh, way to regain your youth and beauty. Yeah, or, or like punish the people. Yeah, punish the actual people. Like 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 Mimitomori, appear in a skylight and terrorize everybody. But like <laughs> yeah. but in this, but instead, she's like, but I'm going to go back to the college and just become a house mother and then make the sorority cool. <laughs> I'm going to get my PhD and then I'm going to teach a class for 20 years and then I'm going to become a sorority house mother. And then if someone with telekinesis comes along, oh boy, I'm going to do some spells and then this sorority will be so <laughs> awesome again. Worst plan of a Satanist in a world in a genre full of terrible plans by Satanists. This one is the worst. It really is. It, it really it. is. Yeah. But doesn't that make it the best? Well, absolutely. Are you it's kidding? The stupidest plan. It's the stupidest one. What's kind of funny is actually hearing it now. I'm like, Honestly, I know we're talking shit and making fun of these Satanists, but this is no different than any, like, non-profit committee I've ever been on or heard of. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. It's too many people in a room trying to come up with a decision to do something, and in the process, they just waste everyone's time doing nothing, and then they're proud of themselves. <laughs> it's exactly that. Well, I applaud it. It's so good. I Here's the thing is, like, 
maybe I have maybe I have drunk the Kool-Aid. But and you said this, like we watched this period like six times for this show. <laughs> I mean, granted, I've probably watched it twice as many double that just um for fun. And I'm sure you've seen it even triple or quadruple that just for when you did 31 days with Suspiria on Final Girl mm-hmm. which I still think should have its own like uh, Pulitzer um, <laughs> truly it's absolutely incredible but like I cannot believe and my first note in watching sitting down and watching this my first note is just like of all the Gaylord's watches how is the only movie that I've seen nearly as much as the initiation of Sarah <laughs> and like Suspiria? How are these two movies the ones that I've watched the most for this show? But then I started to kind of go a little cuckoo galaxy brain. And I'm like, these two movies are also shockingly complimentary. And weirdly, like, you have the, you have this ritual that it's all leading up to the ritual. You have this, like, evil mother figure who's a charlatan and who's is using you, but she's fraud. You have the, the unspoken, but simultaneously just a step away from explicit gay relationship in the dorms. You have the ingenue with special abilities that's the chosen one. Uh-huh. From a mousy background. Uh-huh. Oh. <laughs> Look at the two characters named Sarah. <laughs> yeah! Wow, man! But the mousy one, like, Sarah is absolutely mouse. Sarah gets put in a cupboard under the stairs. Mouse gets put under a table. Uh, when she, when Susie sees Sarah, like, that's what snaps her out of it and stops the ritual. Yes. At Folk. Yes. Same thing here. Mmm, you're on to something, Anthony. What a double feature. So if we could, that's our next Gaylord's Live. Yes. (laughs) Six hour live show. (laughs) And then now, Stacey, I find myself saying, if I could turn back time, I'll share and we go back on, well, and I get my internet connection to work, and we re, we interview Dave and Luca again, and we say, we see you. You just, you just, you didn't remake Suspiria. You remade the initiation of Sarah, didn't That's you? That's right. Didn't you? <laughs> Tell us how this movie was influential. <laughs> because it was, wasn't it? Wasn't it? <laughs> and it's gay, isn't it? Isn't it? <laughs> Tell us it's gay. Those witches were all having sex, weren't they? <laughs> uh, I love when you just came out with that. This you know what? Sex coming, isn't it? I gotta take my chances when I get them. God, I love it. No, I think you're right. It's no, in a, in a way, it's no surprise that we've done more than one episode on this movie. It checks every box. Witches, telekinesis, gay, wigs. Wigs, school. Love a school-based horror movie. Oh, they're great. That's where all the gay ones are. Morgan Fairchild. Are you nuts? I'm surprised we don't talk about this movie every day. My God. We could from the number of times we've seen it. I really, I don't even need to have the sound on anymore. No, it's literally laser etched into my brain. Yeah. I have seen some people have uh, tweeted at us or whatever about having picked up the Blu-ray, and that's really awesome. Thank you, and I hope you enjoy it. Yeah. Um, I saw our friend Jason over at my new plaidpants.com, which, listen, if you want horror movies and movies and beefcake, oh, yeah. that's the place to go. I, I click the gifts. Yeah, I've known Jason uh, cyberly for a very long time. Uh, so he said that he picked it up and watched it, and uh, he said it was, he thought our feature was terrible, which I thought was so mean. No, he said <laughs> it stunk. <laughs> it stunk. I can't believe I wasted this money on this. Uh, yeah, so, you know, if you see it, uh, let us know what you think, unless what you think is bad, and then keep it to yourself, you know? Keep it to yourself. I don't, need, I don't need to know your business. Um, I watched it. It was weird. Yeah? To what? Yeah, I mean... It was weird, um, Mary Brown? (laughs) (laughs) It was weird. It was real weird. It was real weird to watch it. (laughs) (laughs) Was it weird watching a thing and, like, hearing us on the the TV? Yeah. 
I don't like it. I mean, I liked the feature, but I didn't like the experience. Just uh, having yourself rebroadcast at yourself. Yes. And that's why we do a podcast. <laughs> well, that's why I don't listen to our podcast. I listen to it when I'm editing it, but that's why yeah. they leave my mind. I'm not going to be like, well, let me go back and listen to our episode on Initiation of Sarah and see what we actually talked about. Or yeah. when did we do this? No, no. No. I live in a vacuum. Thank you. Yeah, 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 yeah. It is weird. And it's strange. It's fun because this, this one we went outside of what we typically do. It's very, but it still feels very us, I think. Um, it feels smart. It's, I, I think it's funny and well-written and, uh, and I just love the, the, the video work, the editing work that went in with it too, that Arrow brought to it. Yes. I, I loved it. Wow. So you can get it now. It's out. It came out yesterday as of your listening to this. Um, and it should be available wherever Arrow video Blu-ray is available. Yay. Well, Stacy. Are you ready to, uh, are you ready to, you know, lurk over that banister and then descend the <laughs> banister and cast, cast the really cool devil horn shadow onto the wall behind you and then place your head on the chopping block? I am. heads they this week because well if i'm gonna if i got shelly winters's wig on i know that blade will bounce right off (laughs) so bring it on i say well yes and how appropriate that you say that because this is the chopping block this is our question and answer game show we write uh three categories of horror movie trivia that we present to each other we make our choice of our one category to answer from uh, then we get six questions. We get five questions um, that we have to answer within 10 seconds each or else our heads get cut off. Unless you call out, I want the wig. In which case, yes, Shelly Winter's Halloween Town wig, complete with attached red knitted shawl at the base because this is a, <laughs> this is a full costume component. Um <laughs> event uh, <laughs> magically descends upon your head it embraces you in the shawl's um caressing wrap and then confuses the head who says what's her plan and it gives you an additional 10 seconds to answer that question so once again if you get any of them wrong you're dead if you don't answer in time you're dead if you get them all right then you're still alive and i guess that makes you a winner of what we don't know but you are a winner Okay. Well, I don't know. I, you know, I never know who goes first. Again, life in a life in a vacuum. I feel that last time I made a proclamation and I, I knew what, who went first and I don't remember how that would carry forth today. I have no idea. Well, you can decide what you'd like to do. Me. I'll go first. No, I'll answer first. You're going to answer first. Okay. Yeah. I will ask you. What are these categories? This is the question. Okay. Well, uh, in honor of doing an episode on a movie we've already seen, I have one new category. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. I have one I new like category. that every, every word you just said was a question also. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, I have one new category. One remix of an old category and one returning category so it's a real potpourri today for you okay great i love that i love a potpourri okay the remix category you this is called uh the somethings of someones in this category you have 50 seconds 60 if you ask for the wig to name five movies with titles that adhere to the something of someone conceit. Like The Initiation of Sarah. Is that the is that what I died on last time? You died on this one the last time. But it was but what, a was it answer, the initiation? It was, it was no, it was um Eyes of Laura Mars. 
I don't remember that part. I was going to say it was answering questions. It wasn't a name movies in 50 seconds. So that's why it's remixed. Oh. Your new category is called Match Game of Darkness, in which I give you, uh, I present you Match Game-esque, I guess they're statements more than questions, but with the conceit of like, you know, you know how Match Game questions work, right? Like, my husband is such a jerk that he blanked on my blank, and then you tell me what the blanks are. Innuendos. Yeah, yeah. So they're all in that format. See, again, I did not write down a description of this category. So, you know, I will ask or give you those statements and you give me the answers. Okay. But they're actual answers that I want, you know. Not just jokes, you know what I mean? I can't just go in. Are they presented in Match Game Innuendo format? Yes. Oh, Stacy. (laughs) <laughs> oh wow and of course your returning category as will ever be your returning category is multi-choice multi-stravaganza oh. in which I present you with five multi-choice questions multiple choice answers you choose the uh, choice that you want the answer okay so the somethings of someone's Match Game of Darkness, and Multi-Choice Multstravaganza. These are so good. And, and you know, I want that Multi-Choice Multstravaganza. It's so unnatural. I want that to keep coming back because I every time I say I'm going to pick it, but then you have a new one that entices me, and I am enticed. I have to go with Match Game of Darkness. <laughs> I, I don't know how successful this will be. Period. I guess. Can you play the Match Game theme the entire time behind this? <laughs> <laughs> so good. God, Match Game is like the like the American television never gonna get better. Honestly, I'm game. like I, when I think of it, I'm like it's without a doubt my all-time favorite game show. But is it actually the greatest television show ever made? Honestly, like, can you believe that it was allowed to happen? Oh my god! And the gayness, so much gayness, so much drunkenness, just it was a wild time. God, wild time. The reruns. I mean, none of us saw it in its original run. It was like in, it started in the seventies. So I say, go watch Match Game, especially if you've never seen it. It's so good. Oh, it's 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 the best time you'll ever 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 have. Yeah, it's that it's like the weird part. We've talked about this on the show, I believe, but like so much pop culture in the seventies was like gay without being able to say it was gay. You know, like yes. Paul, Paul Lind on Hollywood Squares, like uh-huh. all this stuff. Like these people were front and center. Being gay, but as long as they didn't say it, it was okay. You got Charles Nelson Riley, Fanny Flag next to him. So good. And they're so funny and they're so smart. Oh, what elder icons. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how you match up there. Oh, I can't wait. So, okay. I don't know. Like I said, I don't know if these will work. It seemed like a good idea at the time. I have all of my categories of that this week. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, so here we go. Number one. The crew of the Nostromo sure got a big surprise when a blank burst out of Kane's blank. <laughs> um, an alien burst out of his chest or a chest burster burst out of his chest. Yes, ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay. Number two. Dumb Holly is so dumb. How dumb is she? She went running into a cave and broke her blank. Her uh, leg. Yes, ding, ding, ding. (laughs) (laughs) Number three. Poor Holly. Poor Holly. Poor dumb Holly. (laughs) Number three. How could Michael Myers still be walking around, wondered Dr. Loomis. I blanked him six times. <laughs> uh, six times, please. I blanked him six times. Oh, no! 
Am I dead? I shot him six times. <laughs> I got so excited. <laughs> Do I advance, judges? Ah, we'll keep going. These are fun. Okay. <laughs> I, I six times him. Six times. Uh, yeah, I'm blind. Oh, unless he's still walking around. I'm blind <laughs> six times. That's a good one. Okay. Oh. Number four. Harry Warden hates Valentine's Day so much that when he saw Miss Babel, he blanked her and stuffed her in a blank. <laughs> he, he killed her and stuffed her in a, um, a washing machine. In a dryer. Yeah. <laughs> sure. A, la- ding, a, ding. a laundry <laughs> object. <laughs> this was, and then the last one. Uh, okay. Crazy Ethel's son is such a big blank, he won't get off his dirt bike and eat his stew. Uh, a big, oh, a big, um, um, such a big, uh, dummy? I, Big dildo. Oh, the word the we're line. looking for is dildo. Dildo. How could I forget? How could you forget that iconic dialogue from Friday the 13th, part five, a new beginning. From my favorite uh, hillbilly adjacent family of like dirt farmers. Mm-hmm. You <laughs> big dildo. <laughs> God damn it. That's okay. You Listen, you can't kill what's already dead. So <laughs> there you go. That's true. Phew. Wow. That was fun. Uh, you know this fun. is this has also taught me this has taught me that i need to revisit part five. Oh, perfect w- movie which i've just been feeling in general anyway because I, I keep thinking about my favorite horror waitresses and i keep thinking obviously that takes me back to lana every time <laughs> lana girl you are so hot <laughs> she is <laughs> part, part five, five is great yeah it is won't hear a word against it. Wow. Well, thank you for that. Um, I am dead, but my astral body, which is tethered to this plane because I have unfinished business. My unfinished business <laughs> is that I must present you with three new categories on this chopping block. Um, like, like I said earlier there, I thought they were good ideas at the time, so I cannot vouch for the quality of any of these. Uh, and they're all tangentially related to the initiation of Sarah or inspired by this film. Ooh. So, uh, your first category, new number one, is Oh, and you too, Sarah, in which, <laughs> in which you have 50 seconds or 60, if you call out for the wig, to name five Sarah Michelle Geller horror films. Oh, brother. Uh huh. Uh,. Spoiler, I think there are only five. So. Oh, dear. Basically name Sarah Michelle Gellar's complete horror filmography in 60 seconds or less. Um, your next returning ca- or new category, your second new category is what a Satanist wants, what a Satanist needs. In which I, this is stupid. I name a movie and then you have 10 seconds to tell me what the Satanists are trying to do and why. Basically, like, what is the Satanist plot? (laughs) Oh, wow. And we know their plots are very confusing, so can you- Ten seconds to answer the unanswerable. You can do it. Yes! (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So both recall the movie and then tell me what the Satanists are doing in that time. So I just give you the movie name. Uh, And then your third new category is Wistful Glances Down Hallways. And this is all about gay girls in boarding schools or the like. So- It's, it's actually, it's kind of a ruse because what I do is it's based on those films. So I tell you the name, this is kind of inspired by your hotel one that you did. Mm. You, you administered to me a while back. So this is, I tell you the name of the school or institution, school like institution where the gay, the gay girls happen. And then you tell me what the movie is. So I name the school. You tell me what movie. All I know is Todd's group. Well, your categories are, oh, and you too, Sarah, all about Sarah Michelle Gellar, 
uh, what a Satanist wants, what a Satanist needs, which is can you sum up their plot in 10 seconds or less, or wistful glances down hallways. And she, you tell me the movie. Oh, brother. Yup. Like I said, they seemed like a good idea at the time. I guess I, oh man, they all sound really good, but difficult for me. Um, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to go for the Sarah Michelle Geller one. <gasps> Fabulous. I was next to her at CBS one time. What? We at were both CVS? browsing. Yeah, we were both browsing the eye care section. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, she does wear glasses. We were looking at the contact solution. Did you say anything? I didn't. I did not say anything. That is, you talked to is, everybody! That is not a, an appropriate location to say something, in my opinion. I would say I, something to a stranger, but not to a stranger like that. That's true. So, yeah, like, you, yeah, so, like, a, a, what is this otherwise assumed as, like, a common area, like a bar. Right. Then exactly. you're going to go up to Kelly Who. But when she just, somebody just wants to fucking buy their contact solution and go home, I'm not going to be like, her, 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 doing my <laughs> stupid shit, you know? <laughs> Please tell me you didn't say anything, you just went, her, her, her. Yeah. yeah, she left without buying anything. It was real weird. <laughs> Did you, like, look at her and then, like, keep looking at Were you like, that's Sarah Michelle Gellar? Yeah, I, st- I stopped looking at the stuff in the aisle and I just turned my whole body completely and I just <laughs> stared at her. And you said, I hope you come back! Yeah, <laughs> like two feet away. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. I just stared at her and then when she left, I was at her car when she got outside. It was so weird. You're just full glitch ghost. Yeah. This lesbian glitch ghost. Yeah. 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 I I love her. Um yeah. Oh no, I have to do this now. Okay. Are you feeling up to it? I well, what choice do I have? Remember you can call out for the wig and the shawl. Okay. And then you'll have sixty seconds to name the complete horror filmography of Sarah Michelle Geller. All you have to do is name five movies. Right, great. Okay. All right, here we go. Here we go. Uh, oh, and you too, Sarah, starting in three, two, one, go. I would like the wig. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, uh, Scream 2. Ding, 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 ding. The Grudge. Ding, 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 ding. The Grudge 2. Ding, 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 ding. I know what you did last summer. Ding, 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 ding. The Return. Ding, 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 ding. Woo! 17 seconds. I used my fingers to count. <laughs> well, I was impressed. <laughs> and then I heard that line. <laughs> Stacy wins. Stacy wins a mathletes tournament. Stacy wins the Nobel Prize. Stacy wins an Oscar. And she walks up on stage and says, I used my fingers to count. Would you be that surprised? No! If it happens. A- <sighs> Instant tears. <sighs> 17 seconds. I well feel done. like a champion. You are. That is an all-time record uh, time on one of those types of categories. Laser focus. Well, I'm exhausted. What a day. What a day indeed. We shall return, huh? We'll be back. We'll be back. We'll be back. <laughs> I'm so tired now. That took every ounce of energy that I had left. All of my life force escaped through my fingers. So, GaylordsofDarkness.com, uh, social media episodes, like and subscribe. Ooh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Wow, for a haunted tome made out of skin, it's so loosely structured, yet informative. I know, right? Uh, Is it over? It's glowing and spinning on its own, so I'm gonna guess yes. Ah, Oh oh my god! Oh Oh my my god! Tune in next time for more Gaylords of Darkness!
You and that clicky pen, P.S. Oh, so sorry. <laughs> you know how many clicks I had to edit out of the last episode? <laughs> Lady Bick. <laughs> hey, welcome to the stage, Lady Bick. <laughs> Happy Pride. My pen burlesque. Pride Night, by, sponsored by Absolute Vodka. Hosted by Lady Bick. <laughs>